Welcome, everyone, to this special edition episode of the CU in Van Mail podcast. I'm your host, Sam Gobert, Carroll Sports Information Director. Today is a very important day in sports. Today, February 3rd, is the 35th annual National Girls and Women's in Sports Day. National Girls and Women's in Sports Day honors the achievements of female athletes, coaches, and leaders, and continues to lead her forward by acknowledging the power of sports to unlock her limitless potential. To celebrate, we'll be discussing girls and women in sports with some of our women athletes and coaches from Carroll University. Joining us today is head volleyball coach Becca Saul, assistant track and field coach Taylor Wilch, senior swimming and diving student athlete Lindsay Coons, and senior women's golf athlete Abby Vandehey. Ladies, thank you all for joining us today. Glad to be here. So uh, to jump right in, uh, this question is started for everybody. Um, why don't you chime in and tell us how you got into sports uh, as a kid and growing up? I'll go ahead and start. Um, I'm Becca Son, the volleyball coach. Um, I guess I decided to get into sports because of my mom and my brothers. Um, I listened to a lot of stories from my mom growing up, um, how she played sports in college. She ran track, played volleyball, basketball, and softball. And a lot of stories about cheerleading, too, because she was a cheerleader in high school because they didn't have sports. They didn't offer it. And so she wanted to do something and be active. So she did cheerleading. Um, I have four, four older brothers and they were really active in sports as well. So I was always tagging along with them and trying to compete with them. Um, and I looked up to them a lot. And so they were athletes and I wanted to be an athlete, too. Very cool. I, I can build off of that. Um, I also have two older cousins and a brother, and they all participate in sports as well. So kind of seeing their success and their love for specifically swimming. They were all swimmers, but just sports in general. Um, I wanted to be a part of it as well. So that's kind of how I got into swimming. And all of them moved on to collegiate swimming. So I wanted to do that as well. So that's kind of my story. Um, I am actually an oldest child besides not having anyone like older to like that played sports, but both of my parents, um, played sports throughout high school growing up. And then my mom was a two sport athlete in college. So it was kind of just want, like looking up to them and like wanting to play. So I ended up playing softball for majority of like growing up for like 13 years, which is both like what my mom played. And then she played that in college and then my dad told me when I got to high school that I needed to play an individual sport so it was either that or tennis so I chose golf because I played softball in like the spring and then that's how I ended up like I fell in love with it and then now playing it here Awesome. Yeah, so kind of similar, but um, when I was younger, I had a lot of energy and I still do. So it kind of started with my parents just throwing me into anything they could get me into to just to keep me busy and try to burn some energy off, which um, probably just worked a little bit, not as much as they probably hoped. But <laughs> um, I've always been super competitive. I think I still kind of am now and I really like competing. Um, I'm still kind of just competitive in everything I do. Um, but I enjoy, you know, now getting the opportunity to continue to coach and give back to the sport that 
I enjoy so much. So I was also a three sport athlete in high school, um, competed in track and field in college, and now um, love coaching at the college level too. So. Awesome. Thank you all for sharing. Lindsay and Becca, you know, you had mentioned, um, you know, brothers or other um, males in your family that got you kind of into sports as well. Um, you know, when you were growing up with them, were your brothers like always inviting for you to join along in sports or like, no, you have to go do something else? Uh, did you, and to anyone else, did you face any pushback from others of not, you know, wanting you to participate in the sports that maybe the boys were playing or that other people were playing? Um, I can go first unless you want to go back up, but, um, since all my neighbors were boys and I have all boy cousins, I have no girls in my family at all. I have all brothers. And so I'm extremely competitive. Like Taylor said, I might be one of the most competitive people you've ever met. But, um, so with that, they always wanted to play football or basketball or sports that are more in nature, male sports. And so I definitely got the boot sometimes when they wanted to play football. They said, oh, Lindsay, you're not good enough. Like, you got to get out of here. You're not tall enough, whatever. Um, but because of my competitiveness, I think I pushed my way into the game anyway. <laughs> I would force them to make me play. So um, I wouldn't say, like, for organized sports, I received a lot of pushback. But for definitely, like, those type of pickup games and stuff I did with my brothers and stuff. Um, I still played with my brothers um, regardless. Sometimes it was just one-on-one -on -one football or might be two-on-one, -on -one, two of them against me. And they're all older and bigger too. But um, most of the time they let me play just so they could beat up on me. It was just an easy way um, for them to do that. Um, I think some of my challenges, I wasn't, you know, on the playground or at school, you know, when we played sports and stuff, I was usually the biggest. I actually, I was the tallest um, in elementary and even into middle school. So people wanted me on their team um, and wanted me to play. It was more challenging to try and fit in with the girl side. I didn't, I didn't fit in, you know, I was playing sports and I didn't wanna, you know, dress fancy or do makeup or do some of that other stuff. So that was a little bit more of a challenge than, you know, brothers you know you can't play or you know just finding a, a group that I could be involved in um that didn't happen till high school where I met some other um females and some other girls and kind of had my own little little group um that was also excited about playing sports very nice cool um so I guess this kind of leads into another question too um has anyone ever um you know criticize women's sports to you directly or has anyone ever had to to face adversity through women's sports and did anybody ever have to combat that um i can go first for this one as well um i wouldn't say necessarily facing adversity when like joining a sport but i would say for swimming in general um something that comes up a lot for women specifically versus the males is like body image and with the swimsuits like being it can be like sexualized in a certain way or you hear all the time like oh this body type shouldn't wear an open back suit or this body type shouldn't wear this kind of suit or whatever it is so i think not necessarily from like coaches or organizations but from like other teammates or males who come to watch or whoever else like even females to females you know so I think that's something like definitely challenging that faces a lot of swimmers women specifically 
I can say, um, you know, I, I haven't heard a lot of direct criticism, except for um, that's pretty good for a girl. Like they always add that at the end and that makes me mad when they say that and I'll call people out for that. But um, I think it's more of a, a lack of respect um, than a criticism. You know, sometimes we don't get the attention that male sports get, um, you know, or, or people just don't think we work as hard, um, you know, that, that we're not in the weight room or in the gym or on the field or in the pool um grinding every day and practicing and you know eating right and um doing all those things that the male sports are doing and and i think one situation that i can think of from college is um we were given a workout for the weight room and it it wasn't tailored for a female volleyball team it was tailored for a football team and it was like you know that's kind of shaped where i've come and what i've done and what i decided to study was strength and conditioning because you know we deserve the same respect as the male sports we would deserve workouts that are made for our sport and for female athletes so yeah for myself, I was um, kind of relating to what Lindsay had said, you know, track and field, especially I like a lot of women's sports, but um, one that's based so, so heavily on like how you're performing and, you know, it's timed, it's shown and like your, you know, body image is closely related to that too. So I think a lot of times in um, track and field, it's like, oh, you know, well, professional athletes look like this, or I'm supposed to look like this as a distance runner, as a sprinter. And so I think, um, yeah, for women, it can be a little bit of a body image issue or battle with that, but um, which is why I enjoy coaching too, and just helping encourage that and try to break that a little bit. But um, otherwise, I don't think so. I've never really had too much criticism, kind of what Rebecca had said, you know, just maybe the lack of respect in certain aspects, you know, at the high school level, I was a three sport athlete. So like um, we were better, you know, as a women's basketball program, but the men's basketball team got more people to go there to their games and just more support. So um, I kind of see that changing. I'm, I work at a high school also too. So um, I think we do a better job just kind of encouraging and pushing women's sports. So um, yeah, I think that's changing, which is good, but you know, just that area a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, I guess kind of going off of what they've said, like the lack of like attention and stuff that definitely like being on the women's golf team, like, or I guess golf in general, like when most people are like trying to like question like what sport you play, they're going to say softball, baseball, basketball, like football. Most of the time golf is not like <laughs> one that they like think of. So, and I guess like, Especially like in high school, it wasn't, I kind of noticed that like golf was definitely on like the low burner. Like we didn't have as many like um, people on the team or like it, the, compared to like the men's team, our guys, boys team had a lot more than the girls. And like golf's also a hard sport because it's hard to like come and watch, like to try to get fans there. It's not really one that people think, oh, like I can go watch golf, which you can because a lot of like our parents are at like every meet. But I think I can definitely relate to like the lack of like attention. Well, thank you all for sharing. I appreciate that. Um, Abby, this kind of leads into a question that I had for you. And, uh, you know, golf by history standards has always been a male dominated sport. Um, and a lot of people, uh, especially 
in the old days um, used to frown on people who weren't wealthy white males golfing. Um, I guess if you ever, um, as we go, I mean, as we get into the year 2021, you know, some of that is starting to change. We're starting to see more diversity on a golf course. Um, you know, did it, have you ever felt on a golf course out of place because a course has made you feel out of place? Or I guess to positively spin that, or what are some ways that you see that golf courses are becoming more diverse and more accepting of different t player types? I don't think I've ever really felt like out of place. I think mainly when I feel like we go there or like when I go to practice, it is mainly men at the course. So I feel like you've just kind of learned to like, you know, who's more going to be around. Like, and when I see like another like high school athlete or another like golfer, that's a girl. I think it's really exciting because I think it takes to come out and practice by yourself in a court, like, to the range that you know mainly is going to be guys around you. I think it takes a lot of courage and confidence to like still want to be able to like practice like your skills, but you have not always going to have like another girl to go with you. I recently over a break went to Arizona and went down and golfed the whole time I was there. And there was very few times where there was like other women at the course. So that was interesting because when I'm up here, I see more, women girls out at the course but it was mainly there was times where I was like the only girl probably in the whole facility when I was down there so that was interesting nice well, it's, it's nice to hear that the uh, diversity is growing up here and it's becoming more you know more common up here just to see just women practicing instead of you know um, these older white men on the course all day and taking up all the tea times um, so it's very interesting. I'm very happy that you shared that. Uh, as a as a golfer myself, um, I really encourage and really stand for more people to to try the sport and to stop stop with the preconceived notion that it's just for you know white white fathers, white old white grandpas. So um, that's very important to me as well. So thank you for sharing, um, Lindsay. Um, you know your swim the swimming and diving community um, is a large one, especially starting at the high school level. I mean. Uh, have you ever had any positive experiences with women swimming and swimming and diving programs where you all kind of um, come together in a sport where it's competitive, where you swim against each other, but you're not necessarily, you know, battling against each other like you would on a court or a football field? Yeah, um, both. Honestly, both my high school and my collegiate experience has been such a positive one. Um, I think you hear a lot about like women supporting women and especially at the high school level, that's really evident, you know, like at meets, at, um, I know at least on my team, it was required that everyone stands up and cheers for one another all the time. And it truly felt genuine, you know, it didn't just feel forced. It felt like authentic. And so that was really cool at the high school level. But I wanted to add that at the collegiate level, something that I think is really cool is not only are women supporting women, but the men's the men's team is supporting the women as well. You know, I feel completely supported by every member of the men's team and the women's team in everything I do. And honestly, the men's team are some of like my best friends and they'll always be there to push me to be better and to be more successful, to put my best foot forward, everything like that. And I think that's super cool to see um, 
and unmatched by club swimming, by high school swimming, anything like that. I think at the collegiate level, it just brings that cohesiveness between the men's and women's team together. So that's a really positive experience I've had. I can kind of go off of that. I think like on the golf course, we spend four to six hours with the other teammates or players from other teams that you're golfing with. So you've really learned to like connect and you make some really good friendships and they'll come up to you if you're not playing with them after a match and ask how you did. And they really truly do want to like see you like play well and support you. And they'll be like clapping for you on the course. If you're making like a good shot or if you already a hole, like not only do you have like your team behind us, but we become really good friends with other competitors and they're there to like support you and cheer you on just as well. Yeah, thank you for adding that in too, Abby. And yeah, thank you, Lindsay. And I wanted to add that I think um, with some of the sports like golf here at Carroll and swim and dive, uh, and even Taylor, if you'd like, you can build off this with the track program. I think those men's and women's sports that travel together and compete together at the same events and tournament really have a strong bond uh, and really, and both teams support each other. Uh, the women support the men and the men support the women. I, I'm really, um, that's one of the things I'm proud of about Carroll is, um, how well our men's and women's programs are connected. Yeah, I think um, definitely in our track and field program, uh, Coach T always kind of prides us on becoming a family and being a family. And I think that um, not only in our track program, but I've noticed it more. This is only my second year, Carol, but throughout the whole athletics program, um, I've only been at a few other places. But um, I think Carol does an amazing job at just everyone supports everyone and wants them to succeed. Um, but especially with our men's and women's programs, like you have a giant family of like 100 people right away. We have a really big team. Uh, so it's really great to see the men and women come together, work together. They're able to train together and push each other. Um, it's really cool it's with track and field because uh, everyone runs the same event. You know, 400 meters is the same length for men as it is women. And so uh, they have similar workouts. Some might just vary based on how they're feeling on the day, but you know, everyone's there and they um, kind of have their spot in the competitive area. So uh, it's not often that we practice separately for genders, but um, sometimes it's nice to separate them just so they can connect as a group, you know, the women's side and the men's side, but most of the time we are together. So um, it is really awesome. And I think just even the support off the um, competitive field as well or track because then, you know, we have so much support academically for the student athletes as well. I don't know if you both feel that way, but I think that's just in my experience as well. You know, people that can help you, you know, what was this class like? Or, you know, I'm struggling with this and just being able to support you on that level, too. So it's really awesome and just a big family. <laughs> awesome. I really love to hear that. That's great. And Taylor, I wanted to also follow up with another question for you. And, um, you know, what ways does being a, a women coach as you you know train both female and males uh, for track and field what ways has being a woman helped you um in your in your coaching techniques or your coaching style um <clears throat> i don't think that my gender really has any effect on how i coach or um who i am as a coach i think um, i really enjoy coaching both genders just because i get to see so many people of different backgrounds and just a abilities um, and mentalities so I just get to meet a bunch of different people and have kind of a large pool to train with so I really enjoy that um, but I think um, 
people are usually really surprised when they do hear that I coach men and women. Actually, my other coworker today, she just said, I was talking about being on this podcast and she goes, oh, you coach men and women? I thought you just coached women. And I guess I never specified with her, but she just assumed it was just women. So usually they're surprised, but um, I think for our uh, athletes here, Coach T has done a really good job. Um, and I don't think he intentionally hires women coaches, but we are 50-50 with the coaching staff. We have four female coaches on staff for the track program, which is not the norm in track and field. It's very male dominated, especially in my position for men's and women's sprints, that's primarily going to be, um, or the norm is to see a male in that posi position. Um, but I think our kids are just so used to it. We have four um, amazing female coaches on staff, and I don't think that Coach U goes out of his way to hire women. It's that we're, you know, the best coaches for the job, and so I think that's really awesome, and the, the kids are receptive to that, so I really like that. Um, but I think just, you know, being able to create relationships, that's really big for me. I realized growing up how much sports played into that, like, part of my life and just building who I am today, so I just enjoy creating those relationships with the athletes that helps me with their training too, just like how they're doing outside of school, who they are as a person, and just getting to know like how much I can really push them or you know what kind of push they might need. So um, I think that has more to do with it than my gender. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of it on that. Did I answer that question? <laughs> yeah, you did. Thank you so much. I really, um... I like what you said. Uh, Coach T doesn't just hire women to hire women. He hires them for the right job. And, and you all are do a, a great job. Um, all the coaches at the track and field program. I know your sprint group just had a really nice weekend at your yeah. first meet. So congratulations on that too. Um, Thank you. So I, I just wanted to, to echo that, that um, he's hiring the right people for the job. Uh, yeah. Becca, you know, I had a question then for you. So um, for your program this year, you had, um, quite a, a new a new group with a large group of freshmen and young sophomores still on the team. Um, you know, what's your what are some of your favorite things about um, being the coach of a, a women's team and getting to have a, a large group of female athletes each year? Um, I think, you know, going back to some of the comments that you all had about um, having supportive teammates, um, that's kind of the coolest part is to see them supporting um, their teammates on the court and off the court. Um, you know, they're all students as well, and so they're taking classes and um, might need notes or um, info about certain professors or just help with a certain situation. Um, I think that's one of the coolest parts. and. I really love this time in their lives where they're transitioning from basically kids and teenagers to adults. And so it's it's a difficult time. And um, I enjoyed my experience as a student athlete and ultimately came, became a coach um, and a college coach because I just love the transition and I love helping with that transition. Um, I love that, you know, I think that our athletes um, have to work really hard to get along because we're volleyball. Um, there's not a whole lot of sports that are like us where you don't know who the ball is going to. Anybody could touch the ball. You know, it's not an individual sport where you're just relying on yourself um, to compete at that time. It's It really has to be true, true teamwork. And so having a, a supportive team that really cares about each other um, is not only nice just because we all get along, but it's also really important on the court as well. 
well. And so to see them come together and do that um, day in and day out is is really special. And and as a coach, that's kind of my job is when we're not coming together and we're not, you know, fulfilling our offense or defense or doing what we're supposed to do. That's when I get to step in and like, OK, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to, um, you know, get together so that we can um, pass that hit and um, do what we need to on the court. Yeah, definitely. I think there's there's that level of trust, too, that you kind of mentioned that we all have to have with one another. Um, and I think that goes along great with, um, you know, with a new group, too. I'm sure it's hard um, as you get freshmen in, but um, being able to build that team chemistry, I'm sure, is very important. And it's also it's shown a lot as well. So um, finally, I just wanted to put this out there for everybody. This will be our last question for the day. Um, you know, when this podcast airs on uh, National Girls and Women's in Sports Day, if there's any little girls in school or if there's people at, like girls in high school sports right now um, listening to this, is there anything or someone who is curious about, you know, maybe should I get into sports? It feels like only boys are playing sports. You know, what's, what's one thing that you would say to little girls or um, even high school girls listening to this right now who are curious about getting into sports or getting into coaching? Um, I can go. Um, I think sports in general, I think for everybody, but myself specifically, I felt that I grew so much as a person, especially through my college years, but just the leadership skills I developed, the confidence, which was a huge thing for me that I developed through sport. So, um, you know, and it, sports can be hard, you know, if you're um, either a three-sport athlete, maybe you're good at one of them in high school and not, you know, so great in the others, you might want to quit. But every sport team and every sport kind of, you have a role for that. Every teammate has a role for it. So even if you're not a standout athlete or you're going to go D1 for college, you know, just keep playing, keep pushing because what you're getting out of it is more than just playing time or just, you know, what your stats are or what you can put on a recruiting form. And, you know, it's more about like the person you're becoming and what you're going to gain from these experiences as well. But also, you know, anyone struggling or thinking about coaching or, you know, if there are any barriers to what you're trying to accomplish, just keep pushing and don't let people tell you you can't do something. <laughs> just let it motivate you a little more because that's what I do. <laughs> you got to prove them wrong. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Anyone else like to comment on that or have anything they'd like to say? I would agree 100% with what Taylor said. I think like as much sports have been a huge part of my life and not only do I love like the sports that I've played, but they've made me who I am to like given me the leadership skills to help be a captain on a team and it I would tell someone to like try it, try something new because you never know like what you'll like. I thought golf was a very stupid sport prior to playing it and super boring, but it turned out to be one of my favorite things and an outlet that I can go do if I'm stressed or if I'm angry. So I would just give give it a try. You never know what will come out of it. I think a lot of the um, benefits that athletes get is the the relationships that they build. Um, when they're in sports, whether it's with their teammates or their coaches or people they compete against, or even, you know, when you're graduated, you're talking to somebody who also played that sport and it's just a conversation starter. It's there's so many good things that come out of sports that um, I think it's definitely worth it to try if you're passionate about it, if you like it, if you're good at it. Um, 
to, to go and, and try and see if it's something that you can do for life. Plus it keeps you in shape and I'm all about, you know, exercise and feeling good and all that stuff. And it's, I think when it comes down to it, like what we like most about it is the relationships that we build from it and that we can go back to even. Yeah, going off of what Becca said, I completely agree with that. And like just the built-in family that you get from a team as well. You know, you have people to turn to for whatever you need. Anyone that you might need like advice from or questions in your life, like a team is always there for you. And I think that's something that I really enjoy about sports. So I guess like to anyone listening, just um, push to play. Like if that's what you're interested in, you should definitely go for it and just take a leap of faith. And yeah, that's what I would say. I have one more comment and I think it's, you know, whether you like the sport or whether you decide you don't like the sport, the people that you meet, you'll probably still be friends with. Like that's, that's the cool thing is it's, it just, it continues to, to give back. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a lifelong thing as well. So um, does that, if that, if anyone else has any other comments or things they'd like to add, I think we can uh, wrap this episode up. Um, I have a, just one more thing, but I always do tell men and women, but especially women, because um, it's getting better, but we do need more women in coaching, that um, any way that you can give back after you're done competing or during competing, whether it's um, continuing and trying to be at a competitive level for coaching, or just, you know, one day when you have a family or if you have siblings coaching their teams, just try to give back to the sport and, um, you know, make sure that we have representation too. So I think that's so important and just keep pushing for women in coaching and kind of make it the norm. Yes, absolutely. That should be uh, that should be a positive trend moving forward is making this more of a norm. And um, in the major leagues, it's uh, in the um, professional sports, it's become it's starting to become more of a norm. And I'm really happy to see that as well. So. Um, so thank you all again for joining and, uh, and commenting and answering some of the questions I have today. Uh, for those listening, if you'd like to continue to support Pioneer Athletics, we are having our annual Toast to Pioneer Women uh, this Friday, February 5th, uh, virtually. The link to sign up and uh, attend the event will be in the description of this podcast. So make sure if you'd like to help support Pioneer's Women Athletics uh, to join in for that celebration as well. Thank you all again, once again, for joining us today. I appreciate it.